Hello everybody, welcome to the Big Dog Podcast, the place where we talk to some of the most inspirational business leaders, founders, MDs, celebrities and influencers. Each week we will have a new guest who is incredibly inspirational in their field, giving you an insight into their world. On today's podcast, we have Lance Bradley, who is the CEO of Gloucester Rugby. We are going to be talking behind the scenes, what it's been like for the players since the pandemic, how they've been coping, what it's been like for fans and staff, and what exciting projects they've got coming up. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. The interview you're about to hear was filmed on Zoom due to social distancing, so please excuse any cutting out because of internet connections. Hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Big Dog Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. And uh, if you're here and you're new, uh, thank you for for clicking listen. Today, we have a very, very exciting guest. We've got Lance Bradley, who is the uh, Chief Exec of Gloucester Rugby. Uh, Lance, thank you so much for joining. Uh, You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, um, So we're going to talk about, obviously, Big Dog in partnership with Gloucester Rugby. But... I want to talk about Gloucester Rugby and what it's been like for you guys. So obviously we hit a lockdown and a pandemic, you know, almost a year to the day, a week ago. How has it been in sport? What's it been like for you guys? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting challenge, shall we say. It's uh, I, I, you know, I've been in this role for 18 months now and 12 of them have been in uh, in lockdown. So uh, I remember saying to Martin, our chairman, not long after the lockdown started, when we'd been doing and redoing the budgets every, well, literally every week, um, you know, Martin, I I don't remember any of this being in the job description. And of course it it wasn't. It's been been an extraordinary time. Um, And, and, you know, it's it's hit us very hard financially, but... It's um, you know the, the 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 other really big thing is that we know that it's hit our fans mentally, and and that's been quite you know that's the big difference between being Gloucester Rugby and being a, a a what I'll call a normal business if you like if if any business is normal that that you know yeah there's the financial impact but but there's there's a much bigger impact than than that and um, and we've been very conscious to try to help with that where we can to try to stay in touch with people and to try to um, to keep people engaged in the club. You know, a, a year is a really long time to not do something that so many people love doing. It's a long so time. Th- that's been, you know, the, the, the financial challenges are, are probably similar for many businesses, but um, yeah, the, the, the kind of well-being of our supporters has been quite a big big issue too so i mean absolutely and we could talk about the financials and, and you know uh, you know you guys have obviously tried to diversify and, and and do stuff i think what's probably more interesting because you know the pandemic has hit people in so many different ways is how has you know the staff and the players how have they coped because obviously their life is if we talk about the, the players for instance their life has been on the pitch training matches and then rest time you know how has how has it been for those guys and and trying to socially distance when you're playing a contact sport? Yeah, um, well, I think the biggest challenge was probably in the first lockdown when when there was nothing happening at all. We weren't playing games, we weren't training, so 
these these guys, you know, elite athletes, young young men used to that intense physical effort and, and also the camaraderie that you get from being part of a uh, an elite sports squad. Sure. This podcast is obviously uh, uh, recorded at home and I'm really sorry, everybody. I've got dogs and they've just decided to kick off at the postman. <laughs> sorry, Lance, continue. It, it's turned into the big dog podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no problem at all. So, so I, I think that was quite challenging for these guys who were used to the camaraderie and the physical intenseness to suddenly be um, at home and and we you know we gave them training schedules to work with but it, it's it's nowhere near the same to have that kind of um to go from that level of intensity to to try to do it yourself so i think that was quite challenging for for a number of them um and and when you couple with that the uncertainty as to when we would be playing again because for a long time we had no idea when when we would be playing again or when um, the guys would be able to train again. So I think that was probably from their point of view, the biggest, the biggest challenge. Um, but by the time we got to kind of the end of summer, when we knew that we were going to be playing again, and therefore we were going to be allowed to train again, albeit with, with a lot of restrictions and a lot of testing and a lot of, social distancing and you know lots of additional requirements but but at least they were back together again and at least they were training together again and there was a there was kind of a a degree of normality to it and and i think that's been um been a big help for them you know it's it's still really odd playing with no crowds you know, and, and a couple of the games that we've had, you know, you just know that the crowd would have made a big difference because they do here at King's Home, you know, being shouted on by 16,000 Gloucester fans does make a difference. And, you know, in, in an empty stadium, it's it's better than it's better than not playing. But it, it's still it's still weird being, yeah, you know, being able doubt. to hear what the players are saying to each other and and what have you. But but at least it's more it's closer to, to to normal than it has been. So that's been you know that's kind of the players from the, from the staff point of view. We've you know we've we've got a great set of staff here. It's um, you know most people have been working from home for most of the time. Yeah. And you know that's as as a lot of the listeners will know that has its own challenges. But people have really stepped up and um, you know really worked hard and and done what they can to see us through and and you know and, and without wishing to sound sycophantic you know we have some amazing sponsors as well you know you signed up just as the lockdown was happening we did we'd been talking for a little while but to um to show that kind of commitment has been well we we hugely appreciate it it's made a really big difference to us actually again not just from the point of view of um you know, we, we've got a little bit more more money in, and that was really important to us. But just that kind of vote of confidence, and you know, you know, honestly, the fun of dealing with an organisation like yours has has helped keep us going. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, it's part of you know part of what we did was to support you guys and 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 build a partnership for our local community. You guys are the heart of Gloucester, you know, and you're the heart of Gloucester Show, and we wanted to support that and make sure that we were on that journey. Um, from a fan perspective then you know what what feedback have you had from your fans obviously 
they are your bread and butter like that's your bottom line like you know people coming in buying tickets um season tickets buying the food and drink you know you've had that rug pulled from under you quite quickly um you know what's the feedback been from the fans and like i bet they're itching to get back in the stadium aren't they no question they're itching to get back and we're, we're itching to have them back it, it's um you know it it really isn't the same you know I, i've been lucky i've still been to every game you're allowed to have your, your directors at, at the games but you know try as we might five of us don't quite make as much noise as sixteen thousand people <laughs> you try scream very loud around the stadium um but you know the fans have been absolutely absolutely amazing you know and we've tried to stay engaged and we've had some challenging times you know people haven't always understood what we've been doing especially with the changes that happened last summer but you know we've tried to explain that we're we're building for the future we've got a very exciting young English coaching team in place we've got a uh, an absolute objective of having more Gloucester boys playing for Gloucester rugby. And that means yeah. more investment in the academy and, you know, and in the local community that, that you know, you mentioned earlier. And, and we, we 100% believe in that. And and the fans have really bought into it. You yeah, know, we, of course. We, we, we've results have not always gone our way this, this season, slight understatement there, but we've, we've now used 55 different players in, yeah. in our first team. You know, and a lot of those are academy boys who simply wouldn't have had a chance in, yeah, yeah. in the past. You know, so how exciting is that? To have and that's a big the- deal for them, you know, for those for those chaps coming into to play and having that opportunity is amazing. It, it's it's a huge deal. And, and you know, the, the reaction from fans to that, even when we've been beaten, is, you know, yeah, but look at all the, the Gloucester youngsters coming through. And, you know, from a from a practical point of view... You know, the, those boys, at some point, they're going to make their, their Gloucester rugby debut. And usually it will be off the bench with 10 minutes to go when we're already 20 points up. And, and you know, it's still a really nerve-wracking yeah. big occasion for them. You know, all of those boys have already done that. Yeah. So, so when they are on the bench or, you know, starting or whatever it might be in next season or the season after that, They've already gone through that difficult bit. Absolutely. So they they know what to expect. You know, they 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 know what what it's like to represent Gloucester, and that's that's a really big thing for for them, but also for the club. Absolutely, and I think that's amazing. And I think you know one thing that you know you guys have done is really showcase that. And I know that lockdown's been hard for you guys, and it's been hard for a lot of people, but especially you know sports and and leisure and the entertainment industry. And I almost want to flip it and go, right, let's not talk about and dwell on how difficult it's been, because everyone knows that. Mm. What have you done or what has the pandemic or the lockdown, what opportunities has it given you? And how have you looked at how you can make Gloucester Rugby better? And what, if anything, have you done that kind of has given you the time and the space to go, right, we have time to tackle that now. and We've got time to build that project or do that. What have you, has there any been anything like that that's happened that's given you the time and the space? To do those there, things, there has, and and you know when when we sent people home almost a year ago to the to the day, the the last words I said to people were, um, "It's not going to feel like it now, but we're going to come out of this stronger than we went in," and and we have, you know, we've all of the things that you never get time to do because you're always preparing for, yep. you know, the next load of beer coming in or the next event that you're planning or whatever else, and you know we haven't had any of that. So we've we've really taken that time to examine 
actually literally everything we do because you know coming to watch Gloucester rugby is is primarily about the the game of rugby but actually it's about the yeah. match day experience and and absolutely yeah there were there were elements of that that we weren't happy with so so we've spent a lot of time looking at that whole experience and and part of that and we you know we had a couple of games with limited crowds so we were able to try a couple of things you know one of the things that we tried was introducing games makers mm-hmm. and we we shamelessly copied that from the 2012 olympics that you know those of us that were lucky enough to go along to some of those events there were there were volunteers there making the day fantastic for people yeah and they did you know, there was there were people in London smiling at each other. You know, I, I, you know, I lived there. For seven <laughs> I was there. I went to the Olympics. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. It, it was. was. It was. You know, it was quite um, quite un-British. The how <laughs> it the was very un-London. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we looked at that and said, well, look, what you know, can we can we take some elements of that and you know and make it amazing? You know, if you know, we assume that that people coming to Kingsham have been before and know where to go to, you know, buy a drink or buy a burger or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever else it might be. Well, they, they don't. They don't all know that. So let's have people saying, hello, can I help you? Welcome to King's Home. I hope you have a fabulous day. Can I, can I show you where your seat is? Can I show you where the bar is? Can I show yeah. you where, you know, whatever else? So we, we, we've tried that and that worked well. So we're going to carry on with, with that. Um, we're in the process of replacing the PA system, which is something that we've, wanted to do for ages it's probably one of the biggest things that um people complain about and and rightly so it's very difficult to hear what's being announced so we're we're changing that that should be finished by the time we get crowds back um we're looking at the arrangement we have with green king our drinks supplier and and making a few tweaks to that so it should make that better um we're looking at the arrangements we have with the hospitality boxes and hospitality lounges to try to improve things there as well so um yeah we're looking we've, we've actually looked at at pretty much everything we've been able to do a fairly comprehensive maintenance program whilst people have been away so hopefully amazing we, people will see some pretty big improvements by the time they do give you time to take stock and look at all the things that you want to do but you've never i guess had never the time or focus do. yeah because it's just always been go 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 so that's absolutely true. So, you know, we, we are, we, we really, really can't wait to have people back. You know, we, we're, we're expecting to be able to have um, limited crowds back for the last home, two home games of the season. Yep. Which is um, May, correct? Is that, is that right? That's, uh, that is in, it's May, yes, London yep. Irish and, uh, and Bath. Um, but, but I think it's unlikely to be more than 4,000 people. So yep. we, you know, that's great. That's better than nothing, but um we're really looking to next season and, and looking at making yeah, sure. it an, an amazing experience for next season. Which is really exciting, really exciting. And and hopefully, and I say hopefully, it will be really uplifting for a lot of people, you know, to those lucky few that are able to go in May. And then when the new season kicks off, all being well, fingers crossed, um, that things go back to a sense of normality, that people have got something really to look forward to, you know, and you guys have, have made a, a big a big change. Um, are there any yeah. exciting things coming up that you know that people can be excited about for Gloucester Rugby, um, or you know what's what's going on in the future in the near future? What things have you got coming up? Well, the, 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 we've we've got our new training centre 
which um, we'll have ready for next season with you to hopefully be able to announce the details of that fairly shortly. Amazing. Um, we're also planning to do more events at the stadium mm -hmm. um, for, for a couple of reasons. One, one because, you know, it's a, it's a great place to come. And, and I think that, um, I think that people would, would like to come here other than on match day. You know, we, we put on sale um, last week, I think it was, um, tickets to come and watch the Lions versus Japan game in, in June. And it sold out within a couple of days. Wow. So cool. there, there's clearly a demand for... I mean, you have a beautiful stadium, right? And you do, I know that pre-pandemic, you've had a couple of concerts there, you know. I mean, you've had big people like Elton John perform at King's Home. So it's a place that people love to go. And I think it's great, you know. It's And it really is the heart of the community, King's Home. You know, so many people are just just love it. And I think that's it's just a great That's idea. what we try to do, you know, and, and actually we take it as quite a quite a responsibility yeah. as well, because it, it's, you know, and there's there's kind of three, we, we think three elements to the community. There's the, there's the wide community where, you know, the, there are some people who are, you know, struggling with a number of different things. And, you know, we can we can often help with with some of those either by um, offering support or raising some money or, you know, offering yeah. a place to meet or whatever else it might be. Um, also to the, the local rugby community, there's a lot of rugby clubs around us and, and we've got um, some, we think, quite exciting plans uh, around working more closely with with them. You know, we've, we've appointed a new director of academy and uh, development. Um, Amazing. Returns to the club and we're, we're very excited about Carl coming back. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition to the senior management team here. But part of his responsibility is it, it isn't just the academy. It's it's the academy, but extending down to, to the community game as well. So we would like to be able to offer coach the coaches sessions where we'll invite the coaches from the local clubs and schools to come in and, you know, we'll give a masterclass in you know, I don't know, scrummaging or lineouts or, you know, what handling or whatever it might be. Because, you know, if you if you have that expertise, it, it's, you know, and you can share it, that's that's a that's a good thing to do. And and we feel that we should be doing that kind of thing. Which is great and very admirable, you know, and lovely to hear that you guys are really supporting the community, you know, really giving back. And I don't you know, I don't doubt that you do, but it's lovely to hear that you do, you know. We, we passionately believe it. We, we really mm -hmm. do. And, and, you know, the, and the other element of it is the business community, you know, because yeah. we, we know that we're not the only organization that's had a really hard time financially. There's, there's lots of businesses that have. So we, we've set up the Gloucester Rugby Business Club. Yeah, um, I saw that. It, it's a, you know, it's a networking event. It's a chance to hear what's going on at the club. It's a chance to ask questions. It's a chance to, um, find other local businesses that are similarly minded. And we hope that our fans will go first to those businesses when they need a product or service. And, and you know, it's normally £99 a month, but if a business has been adversely affected by COVID, then it's free for, for six months. And we're not, we don't need proof that it was adversely effective. If somebody tells us that they've sure. been adversely affected, then, then they can have it free for six months because we think we think we're in a pretty unique place to be able to, offer that kind of support and that kind of service you know we 
we get about three quarters of a million people visit our website every year. Uh, that's quite a lot. There's not very many other businesses get that kind of traffic. And, and no. for local businesses, particularly small businesses, they, they really have no chance of having that kind of traffic. Of course not, We're, unless they pay an absolute fortune and most business, small businesses can't afford it. Well, we'll be able to. So, so they can have a page on our website in our business directory that gives them the opportunity to, to benefit from that traffic. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing that we should be doing. It, it doesn't, you know, it's, it, it doesn't do anything but good for us to to have that. It's no, um, you know, it's not even terribly difficult for us to do. So we feel that that's mm. the sort of thing that we should be doing. So, so yeah, we've done we've done quite a lot. We take the community very seriously. We believe very passionately in being part of the community and and you know giving back to the community. It's it's part of what we're here for. And yeah. It's just so lovely to hear and actually amazing that, you know, most people will think when they click on maybe to listen to you talking about Gloucester Rugby, it's going to be about the players and about the rugby and about, you know, how the season's gone for you. But actually, there's so much more depth behind what you guys do at King's Home and what you do as Gloucester Rugby um, and so fundamentally rooted in the community. First and foremost is, you know, you are the tree, the foundation, the roots of the community. And the rugby is what people go and see, you know, they they get involved with, they have the camaraderie. But how you kind of put your arms around the local community in a support fashion is also amazing. Well, you you always have to pick, you know, you you always have to look at what your biggest strengths are or could Mm -hmm. be, you know, and and we don't have... um, you know, we're, we're not an area where there's a load of premiership football clubs or, no. you know, our county cricket club is, is quite a long way away. You know, our nearest premiership rugby club is 30 miles away. Yeah. So, so it's a great opportunity for us to engage with the community, draw people in to, you know, to buy tickets and come and watch us um, and, and to, you know, come to other events. But, but the, the reverse side of that is, is a great opportunity and a responsibility for us to put back into that community. Absolutely. Because it's, um, you know, it's pretty self-contained and, you know, if we look after the community, the community will look after us. And, and that's, that's the way we look at it. Yeah. So what does the, uh, what does next season hold? What are the hopes and the dreams for the next season? <laughs> we'll forget <laughs> this one. It's been a, it's been a, 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 and not from a playing perspective, it's just been a challenging year for everybody. So, Next it has been been mad. It's been it has been a challenging year, and, and it's a it, it's a year in which we're you know looking at the squad, and there's there's been quite a few changes. A number of players left during last summer, and not quite a number um, joined. And we've got a few more coming in next season. Some of which we've announced, and some of which we're not quite ready to announce yet. But yeah. you know the, these this is the squad that George. Skivington and his team are now assembling and and that's very exciting you know we've had a great opportunity this season to look at a lot of the youngsters playing in the first team and some of them have stepped up amazingly well you know mm-hmm. so really put themselves in contention for consideration for the first team squad even in in normal times and that's you know that's fantastic to see you know that everybody wants that kind of selection headache where you know you've you've got a youngster come in and done so well that it forces you to make a decision so next season I think will be an exciting season I think we've got a few very um, very good additions to the squad coming in but we've got 
quite a lot of academy boys who've really put their hand up to say, you need to be keeping an eye on me. Yeah, and great. of course, we've got a lot of players who've been with us for a while and you know are still with us next year and are just thoroughly reliable top blokes who, again, will will contribute massively to to uh, to to what we're doing next season. So I think it's. I mean, it'll be exciting because we should have fans back. Yes, um, we'll have a full pre-season. That that will make quite a big difference. And you know, pe- people don't always understand the impact of of pre-season but you use the pre-season to put your plans in place and to get the players training the way that you want them to play you know this season we had a three-week pre-season that was the gap between the, the season so we didn't really have anything at all so yeah we're, we're and those things have an effect don't they? For next season. they do have an effect you yeah. know no fans in the stadium and 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 also regardless of how many covid tests you have and and, and how much you isolate still being in a contact sport and being around people is still going to be in the back of your mind, you know, with everything going on in the media. So it's regardless, it's going to affect everybody, whether you have a, you've had a good match or a bad match it's always going to be in the back of your mind. So let's hope by the time the next season comes around, it's there's a set, more a sense bit of more normality, a bit more normal and people can relax because regardless of how relaxed people say they are, it's always in the back of your mind, you know, and yes. and I think people, I think people will be more relaxed. Mm. I mean, agreed. You know, I had my vaccination a couple of couple of weeks ago. You, as, you, as did I. I was going to say you look far too young to have yours ah. for another couple of months. <laughs> but uh, it it and it and it doesn't mean that I've been taking risks, but it does make you feel more confident. It does. I agree with you. And listen, I mean, I, I'll happily share with you and everyone listening. I actually had open heart surgery when I was ten. Um, oh, yeah. So I was on the priority list to have my vaccines. So I'm obviously very lucky. Um, and I do agree with you in some senses. It doesn't mean I've you know gone out without a face mask on and ran around and licked everything in the supermarket. But you do feel a little bit, you have that sense of, I don't think if I got ill, I won't get as ill as maybe I could have done That's a year true. ago, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think when, you know, I think now, is it half the population have been vaccinated? Yes, yeah, so, a lot, isn't it? You know, before too much longer that's going to be a, a very significant proportion will have been vaccinated yeah and, and i think once you get that it, and, and it'll, it'll take a little while but i think by the beginning of next season a lot of people will be much more confident yeah, in sure. going out and mixing and coming back and watching rugby games well let's hope so and let's hope that you know we we stay on this track and and uh, and get uh, have a good summer for everyone and then especially for you guys you can come back fighting strong in into a really great new season for you guys but that's what we're hoping and and with the support of big doug we're uh, hopefully going to be in great shape <laughs> oh thank you very much and uh, honestly it's an absolute pleasure for us we we love partnering with you and we think it's such a great collaboration between us and um it's something that we really really do treasure you know and you guys being on the podcast is is part of that and uh it's been a great collaboration so far um and you know for anybody listening if you're not a Gloucester rugby fan you guys do an amazing job and you're you're great both on a pitch side but also from a from a community perspective and we it's been really great talking to you Lance it really has thank you really enjoyed it yeah me too um Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that really insightful. We've kind of talked rugby, but behind the curtain of rugby and what it's like being at a rugby, um, you know, 
what it's like behind the scenes. And I, I kind of have found that really interesting. Like it's not all about what's on the pitch. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes too. So Lance, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for everybody for listening. And um, please do like, subscribe and tune in for the next podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Big Dog Podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this session with Lance Bradley, the CEO of Gloucester Rugby, talking all things rugby on this one. It's been great, really insightful. And thank you once again, Lance. Thank you guys for listening, tuning in, subscribing, liking and sharing. Make sure that you do click that uh, subscribe button. Subscribe to the Big Dog Podcast. And next week we have an even more exciting one. See you then. Thanks and goodbye.